0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some of the most important metrics for marketers. Joining us is Paul Orlando, who is the incubator director and adjunct professor at the University of Southern California, which is one of the world's leading private research universities, a global center for the arts, technology, and international business, USC's diverse curriculum provides extensive opportunities for interdisciplinary studies and collaboration with leading researchers in highly advanced learning environments, including specifically, like Paul, in marketing. Yesterday, Paul and I talked about calculating your LTV, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about calculating your customer acquisition costs. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Paul Orlando, the incubator director and adjunct professor at the University of Southern California. Paul, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thanks, Ben. Great to be here two days in a row. Good
1: to have you back on the show. You know, yesterday we started off the show before we got to talking about your LTV by talking about my never-ending fandom for the University of California football. Here it is again. Did I mention Cal beat USC in football this year?
2: You might've said something about that. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just, I don't know if it came up in conversation or not. Well, it happened. I was there and it's probably not going to happen for 25 years. So I'm going (laughs) to gloat on a podcast about marketing about it. Anyway, let's talk about calculating cost for acquisition or customer acquisition costs, also known as CAC. This is related to LTV. You know, LTV is a component where you're figuring out what your costs are figure out the value, you got to subtract them. And so you have to understand how much it costs. This is a a marketing exercise, isn't it?
2: That's right. There's a number of ways you can do this. I'm going to maybe talk about what I call the unhelpful way of calculating CAC before talking about a little more of a helpful way of calculating CAC. So often when I'm talking to startups, say, or at least early stage companies, and they're thinking about customer acquisition cost, they'll say something like this. Well, last month we spent this much on customer acquisition, we signed up this many paid customers, and so we're just dividing how much we spent by the number of customers that signed up.
1: I spent $100,000 on Facebook ads and I got 100,000 clicks and 10,000 customers, so my cost per acquisition is $10.
2: Exactly, and if you're using something like Facebook, this makes it a little easier, you can track this a little more elegantly, But a problem that can arise is if you are not really associating the spend with the actual customers that came in from that spend, that old marketing joke that, I mean, this is probably like your favorite joke, Ben, of, I know half of my ad budget is wasted. I just don't know what half. You might've come up with that joke or something.
1: My favorite joke is the score of the Cal USC game was. Anyway, I'll
2: go on. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the issue, right? If we are not really associating the spend with those actual customers that that spend got. I like to calculate customer acquisition costs on a per-customer basis. So I think of it like this, I think of the parts being the cost it takes me to get somebody in the door. And I call it in the door because this could literally be in the door of your shop or it could be in the door of your website. So cost to get them in the door and then divided by the percent that then go on and convert to become a paid customer. So if we do that, it's a little easier to then segment that by say the channel of acquisition, you know, was it Facebook ads, was it social media, was it word of mouth, was it email marketing and on and on. And then I can also see which side should I be trying to improve? Maybe it seems really cheap to get somebody in the door, but once they are there, I'm hardly converting anybody. So maybe there's something about that content that they see or like the site that they land on that is just not set up to talk about the value that they could potentially get. I feel like there's all
1: sorts of ways to mess with your cost per acquisition. I use the example of, hey, we bought Facebook ads and customers showed up, great. That's an example, we have one marketing channel and it is clearly a bottom of funnel attributable channel. But what happens if you say, hey, I've got a podcast and we did Facebook ads? Well, how is the awareness driving value of the content you're producing driving people to your website, not through Facebook. What's happening when somebody who has seen your Facebook ads previously saw your podcast? What's the impact that that has? So you mentioned that it's hard to figure out the value on a per channel basis. So you're looking at cost per acquisition based on essentially a metric that looks at what is your cost for awareness or top of funnel engagement? And then what's your efficiency to drive someone through the funnel? Does it matter what the blend in your marketing mix looks like? How often do people ask you, well, my acquisition cost is X on a channel basis, or are they just looking for here's the body count and here's the conversion rate?
2: This, again, is a situation where, when possible, do not just have a single number when you get that question. So instead, you might have five different CACs, and you could talk about different channels that you're using. The important thing about splitting that out of course is some channels will scale some will not or some channels will scale but the price is also going to like radically increase as you throw more money at it if you can understand that and you could get a handle on that by running some experiments by talking to other people by just like looking at how well your ads are performing over time and maybe just determining hey we're we're running out of those ideal customers to market to But when you get a handle on that, then if you're talking to, say, an investor, or you're just trying to plan for your own business and you say, okay, things are working pretty well, small scale, it's time to grow, you can make some estimates for how things are going to change. In other words, how your CAC is going to change per channel if you start pumping more money into it. Again, it's a kind of a it depends question, but once you scratch under the surface.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know There's also the notion of a blended CAC, and there is what does it cost to acquire a customer, and then what is the number of customers you've acquired divided by your cost? And I'll use podcasting as an example. I am often trying to figure out how much do I have to pay to drive a download? And last year, we had a million and a half downloads across our network of podcasts, and we spent $60,000. So you know we were pretty damn efficient in terms of cost per download. But if I look at the incremental downloads that we had raising from the previous year or on a month to month basis, our cost per acquisition goes up a lot. On a monthly basis, if I put in $10,000, I can expect to get 10,000 incremental downloads. My cost per acquisition for a download is a dollar. But if I look at the total number of downloads, this month we had 70,000 downloads, and I divide it by that same $10,000, now I'm looking instead of a dollar. I'm looking at less than a dollar. So talk to me about the use of blended CAC as opposed to cost for incremental customer.
2: So that example is one where it sounds like it's one where you have those listeners who only learned about your podcast because of that ad you ran, but you also have a ton that they're either longtime listeners and they're just, they're always coming back. Or there's some discoverability on whatever podcast app they use. And like they're searching for this topic and they find the MarTech podcast. So that's where I would try to separate it out as much as possible. In your case, it's a little challenging, but you do have that time before you were running any ads, whatever that number of downloads was. So you've got that ability to separate out that incremental difference. I think it was like the 10,000 that you talked about. So the value of that CAC number is in knowing what I could change if I want to grow. So if you say, okay, I'm at 60,000 downloads, I want to get to 100,000, you might assume, well, to get that extra 40,000, I'm going to be adding downloads at, could be a dollar each, or maybe actually that increases because you're going to run out of that ideal customer who wants to listen to this exact podcast. So I would try to dig into that a little more. But the good thing is you could just run that experiment right now.
1: Let's talk a little bit about ratios. One of the venture capital community metrics is looking at the balance between cost per acquisition, your CAC and your LTV. What are some of the standard metrics that you think about, or, or I guess, what are the ratios that you think about when you're evaluating a
2: business? In terms of a CAC to LTV ratio, that rule of thumb that you'll often hear is one to three or one to four. In other words, spending a dollar on CAC, resulting in three or four dollars in LTV. That buffer is there. First of all, it's a rule of thumb. So it's something that it's not a law, you know, like break that rule of thumb whenever you want. If your goal is market share, spend up to the customer acquisition cost to bring somebody in. That was something that famously was done by Amazon in the 90s when they were about expansion. That buffer though is there because LTV doesn't include everything. So LTV is really like a unit look. There's all those other costs that you're not attributing in LTV. So compensation your rent, things like that. So the buffer is there partly for that. The buffer is also there because a lot of the time, not always, but most of the time, you don't get all that LTV up front. So it's typically like I spend on acquiring a customer. There is some time that goes you know, by, And maybe I only recoup that customer acquisition cost after months pass. So sometimes when you hear that one to three, one to four ratio, people actually push back and they say, we should really be looking one to five or maybe higher depending on how long our payback period is. This again is a place where I'd say, model it out, look at that sequence of flows rather than relying on a single static number. And if you understand something like time to payback, it gives you that extra insight. There's
1: some strategery around this where you might say the industry standard, what we want to have is a 3x multiplier for our CAC to LTV ratio, right? We want to make $3 for every dollar we invest. On the flip side, you might be in a competitive battle and there's only one other business and you're in a turf war. And so you might want a one-to-one CAC to LTV ratio because you're trying to pick up as many customers as you can. You know that if you can outpace your competition and become the only player in the market, then your cost per acquisition will inevitably be lower because there's no competition. So it's not always as easy as a single multiplier to try to figure out how you should evaluate your business, but there are some rule of thumbs to how the venture capital and investment community is going to think about your brand. Always something to be thinking about when you're making your spend decisions. Paul, any last words or tips of advice for marketers as they think about managing their CAC and their LTV or the ratio between the two
2: metrics? This is a topic that you can go really deep into. And I'd say, like, start with understanding your own business model, and then build a model for LTV and CAC that reflects that. Once you start digging into things, you're gonna find that there's a lot of value that you can unlock. And it can come in some unusual ways, but you might discover our pricing is wrong and people are not as sensitive to price as we thought. We can move the price up, for example. Or this is a way that we can improve retention, which has this dramatic impact on LTV. Or there's a way to encourage people to share what we do, which is gonna drive down our CAC. So I really just encourage people to start with an understanding of their business and then let that drive how they figure out these metrics.
1: All right. I think that's great advice, even if it's coming from a guy from USC. Oh, my. Again. Hello. Again. All right. I'm giving you a hard time. I apologize. Mea culpa. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. Cal beat USC in football this year. Paul, thanks for coming on and being on the show. Thanks, Ben. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Bartech Podcast. Thanks to Paul Orlando, Incubator Director and Adjunct Professor at USC if you'd like to get in touch with paul you can find a link to his linkedin profile in our show notes you can contact him on twitter where his handle is p orlando that's p-o-r-l-a-n-d-o or you can visit his website which is startupsunplugged.com just one more link in our show notes i'd like to tell you about if you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests